Sorry, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping up okay, front. All right. Uh, I think that we should always have a fun fact. Oh, fun fact of the week. Yeah. And I think we should always have a top and a bottom. Top and bottom of the week. Yeah. Okay. I, that, I like a format. Um, Not maybe of the week, but of right now. Well, it would be of the week. <laughs> well, we managed to get them published weekly. Oh, oh, oh. Well, of the week that we're in, not yeah. of every consecutive week. There, um, there may be some weeks you go without a new one. Current tops and bottoms. Current. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's even better, I think. Current fun fact. Huh? Well, this isn't a fun fact, but it is a correction. Okay. Oh, shit. I forgot to put in our corrections in the endies. Okay. I that, forgot. That's what I'm doing now. The Yosemite thing, but yeah. also that you said... What, 2023? 2023 was a great that. year. Yeah. <laughs> At the very end. I said it before and you corrected me and I never learned. I still, I'm living in the future. I was probably really high by then. I'm thinking ahead. <laughs> so anyway, Corey Stainer, Stephen Stainer's brother that we talked about when we talked about, what was that documentary when called? When we talked about what we talked about. Yes. <laughs> what was that documentary called? American, uh, no. Um, it was like TV and murder. It was called Captive Audience, A Real American Horror Story. <laughs> Um, <laughs> New American was in there. Yes. Uh, Corey Stainer, his brother, was the Yosemite killer. Yosemite Lodge killer, I think, sometimes, because he worked at the lodge there. Okay. Not Yellowstone. Oh, he didn't work for the parks? I believe he was like a handyman at the lodge. Okay. But was always around. Oh, I always thought he was a park ranger. I'm, I'm pretty sure no, but okay. he, that, then that was that third girl that he, when he just went out and like, because the, 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 the the mother and the kid and the You're kid's friend. You're talking about this again. <laughs> well, We're just to... Ring it in the, the new year. Yes. <laughs> anyway, none of these facts are fun, but they are <laughs> facts. facts. <laughs> What's the most recent serial killer you know about? I don't know. There was, um, I mean, like Ed Buck, kind of. Um, I'm very interested in this Idaho. Oh, the stabbing thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's... There's so many different like weird elements. I haven't followed it at that, all, but it does seem to be still going. They, it was like a huge mystery, like who did it? Like they had absolutely no idea. And like it happened when there were two other roommates still in the house. Like yeah. they were in the house and they had nothing to do with it. There was blood like seeping out of the house from the inside. Oh my God. Yeah, because there was so much blood. blood. house. It, they bled out four people. Also, it's like in a town called Moscow, which is weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. Moscow, weird. Idaho. The guy was arrested in Pennsylvania. He was arrested today. Wow. He ran that far. Yeah. Wow. But I think maybe he might be from there because he did undergrad there. Okay. But he was going to Washington State University. And apparently that's very close to Moscow, Idaho. And there's still no clue as to what happened. No. Right? No motive at all. They don't have, but they arrested him for homicide. Uh huh. But they, or first degree murder, but they're not allowed to say anything because it's like 
Idaho state law, they're not allowed to say anything before he's arraigned. Right. So they can't release any details. Okay. He was studying something in criminology. Mm -hmm. That he would be studying that and then do something so criminal. It feels so premeditated or something. I feel like he was learning how to do it. Right. Okay. What else? Did you see the glass onion? No. Hmm. I was going to watch it today, but I've been going through this. I guess. Well, no, I've been going through a um, Holocaust phase right now. Oh, interesting. Did yeah. you watch Schindler's List? I did. Okay. And what'd you think? You know, well, I actually kind of watch that frequently. Okay. I don't know why, but right. I it's almost annual. Like, kind of your Prince of Tides. A little bit. Yeah. Right. Like I watch it with Una. She really understands. Yeah. She's like, you know, they don't teach us this in school. Yeah. Which and is crazy. They really it's crazy. should. I mean, I remember New York? learning a lot about totally. that, like Anne Frank's diary and all that. Yeah, there's. Yeah, we read Anne Frank's diary. Absolutely. Yeah. I learned about the Holocaust and Hitler through starring Sally J. Freeman as herself. By Me too. Me too. I didn't. I had no. I actually first heard about it. Still had a lot of questions and was really confused. And like, is that real? Like, <laughs> and they talk about like the 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 human skin lampshades and stuff. Yes, in that and book. and maybe he's like maybe he escaped to Florida because they did escape to like Argentina right, and Cuba. Right. So, but when I was reading that, because I had never heard of this, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, kind of monster shit is that? Like, how is that? <laughs> is that real? You know, it was crazy. Yeah, especially because it's like she's talking about stuff that's real, but also like rumors too. Yeah, so yeah. it's like yeah, totally. all like a mix and yes. you have to like parse it out. Yeah. And, and I was, that was not, that was above my pay grade at the time, but uh, I appreciate Judy Bloom teaching me yet another thing for a certain, like she's like, she really taught me a lot. Gen X's teacher in a way. She is. And would, sex positive. She is. Probably pre Gen X too. Probably the generation before as well. Boomers? No, no way. Is boomers Gen X? No. Boomers are before Gen X. No, but that's what I mean. Boomers and then Gen X. That's the, yeah. there's nothing between Boomer and Gen X. No. That's so weird to think it about. It goes to like 1964. And then I 1964 see, right. is like the first Gen, Gen X, X year. Which is crazy because that like seems every so. Like 14 early. years or every 15 years yeah. is a generation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear Courtney Love on WTF? I didn't hear it. I just saw her Instagram. Oh, her Instagram. So do you have clips? Yeah, I do have clips. Okay, I don't great. have that clip. That So what the Instagram, we can talk about that. What that Instagram pertains to is a story she told. Okay, so Mark Marin says, he says it was, as he's setting it up, he said it was intense sitting across from her. Because <laughs> she just came on and was like, blah, 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 blah. The most name droppy person, like for no reason at all. She'll just be like, yeah, and I was telling my friend, uh, you know, whatever. Who, who, Ed Norton. She talked a lot about Ed Norton and his family and his wealthy family. Oh, interesting. Yes. And and how um, he had a lot of kind of like strum and drang about his positioning and because he, he comes from like blue bloods. And she wanted to actually date Ed Norton's father or grandfather, <gasps> who was like a real estate baron. <laughs> I think he was a real estate baron. Yeah. He, what did he do? He did... Um, Oh shit, it would be a great fun fact if I could remember that. Mm. He started some kind of chain, some kind of idea. The yes, the outside shopping mall, the strip mall, the out the, oh. he was the, the 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 inventor of the modern shopping mall. Oh okay, there you go. Edward Norton's grandfather was the inventor of the strip mall. And that's our current fun fact. <laughs> and thanks to Courtney Love. <laughs> so um I saw that she went 
in on Brad Pitt. Yes. So the story that she told was that she was cast in Fight Club Mm -hmm. as the part that Helena Bonham Carter eventually played, which she's great in it too anyway. Mm -hmm. But she... I think she's probably better than Courtney would have been. Maybe. I don't know. Courtney was like, you know, she was on a run. She talks about being Milos Forman's pet so much i have a clip of that okay um she did you ever hear the story that her father lost custody of her because he gave her acid as a baby yeah okay i i thought that was in her lore already but she talked about that and it you know it kind of i mean she is like she thinks in fractals you know it definitely affected her she's she's obviously very smart um, but just like really all over the place, like really, really. Let me she see. She comes from like wealth too, though. Her, her, she, did she, she talk about that? She talks about yes, yeah, she did talk about that, and she well, said, she mom. "Yeah, yeah." And she was like, "I, she, I don't think she mentioned it by name, but she said, oh yeah, my my mother's family. Her mother was adopted by very wealthy yes. people, uh, who I guess are the bonds and loan people.' Yes. And she said she was like, it was just easier to pretend like trailer park, whatever, when uh, we were going out." <laughs> 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 She, she, uh, she also says, I use my sister's credit line, my rich lawyer sister. <laughs> She's like, I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> she, my favorite thing that she said was when I, I don't know if it was her behind the music or what, but she was talking about how she would have to like beg her like parents um, money manager mm-hmm. to like give her extra money because like she got a certain amount like given to her. And she's like, I had to get two abortions this month. She's like, That's not even physically possible. <laughs> you would give me extra money. <laughs> she um, she talked a lot about the overculture, which What's is the thing. Well, Lana Del Rey says it. She's obsessed with Lana Del Rey. She said that Lana Del Rey and and Kurt Cobain are the only two geniuses she's ever known. Oh my God. And she's you known know who everybody. I bet that I would agree with that is Rachel Rabbit White. Okay. Absolutely. Um, she, uh, and she's like, you know, not to take anything off Stipe, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she mentioned talking to Kanye and she didn't include him in that bunch. And also she, when she mentioned Coldplay. She didn't she, include him in what bunch? The geniuses. She said she, she knows. Oh, right. She's like, I don't know Neil Young. But, uh, <laughs> but I know. <laughs> <laughs> but That's I knew a great Kurt. way to name drop. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. But, I knew, she, uh, but Lana Del Rey, and she credits herself with Lana Del Rey's success. She was like, yeah, Lana Del Rey was like talking about an album and uh, she only listens to things on vinyl. And she said something and I was like, oh yeah, like the hissing of summer lawns. And I don't even like that album. But then I went out to the record store and I bought her all this Joni Mitchell vinyl. And then she released Norman fucking Rockwell. <laughs> Which was like Lana Del Rey's huge kind of critic. Like that's her classic album. People okay. talk about it like one of the best albums of all time. Literally. Is it? Um, cat- Does she write anything that's catchy? That album, I actually bypassed it because what it is, is it's kind of like her soft rock 70s album. It's not like Joni Mitchell and it's not like it, it's a little bit like Joni Mitchell before Joni Mitchell did Hissing of Summer Lawns. So before the weird jazzy kind of stuff ever crept in, but not Joni Mitchell. So... I think that's why I passed it by initially. You know, I I appreciate her, but I've never super connected with all but with any but a few songs of hers. There's a few that I think are awesome, but that's it. And some people talk about her like she is like the second coming, whatever. I'm a little bit more interested now that Courtney Love thinks she's a genius. Okay. She doesn't say that about just anybody. Well, here, I'll play you some clips. Okay. You know, what Kanye is going through right now is really about money. And we're not getting into that here. But, um, you know, it's in my rear view. It's about money and Jews. (laughs) 
it, well, I think Tanya's doing it all wrong. Yeah. And I had a little one-on-one with him last week, and I, I made two new rules. Can you communicate with him? Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't listen to a fucking word I said. Mm. But A, that's where female privilege comes in. Mm. Because if you're on the outside looking in, if you've been scapegoated, if you've been like the most hated woman in America, yeah. which is a thing I've been, um, and again, karmic lineage, but also Milo, teacher's pet, don't yeah. ever underestimate me too much. Yeah. What's that thing Gaga said about Cooper? Uh, you know, you'll be in a room with 100 people and one will see you. Oh Mia's God. more like 10,000. Yeah. She's like but Robin one. Williams. I'll get the one. I'll get the JD. Yeah. I'll get the Todd Phillips. Yeah. I'll get the Milo's foreman. Yeah. Because, yeah, no, always. I always had teacher's pet as an archetype that I lived young. Yeah. Family scapegoat, teacher's pet. I didn't know celebrities. I didn't know we were supposed to be likable. Right. I, I didn't know, I didn't have any interest in being likable. Yeah. She and so just like this I made this lady new rule after Con, on Real this Kanye exhaustion thing. Really? Yes. Listen, like I just exactly like her. On What'd where you, real power what? was. Yeah. Um, what did you tell him? I told, well, I dated a guy named Edward Norton. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, she, you know, I think there's a certain pattern of stream of consciousness that reminds me a lot of Cat. Yes. Well, I think that Cat is Pat Marnell, my friend. Pat Marnell, I think, as Madonna would say. What did Madonna say? <laughs> she, said she was like, she said, Courtney Love is in dire need of attention. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, but no, like, like Madonna, like Madonna isn't. Wasn't. <laughs> Madonna's no. licking out at dog bowls these days. Courtney she Love was, is being asked on podcasts. Cor- yeah, Courtney Love, exactly. <laughs> Although I bet Mark Maron would have Madonna on. Who yeah. wouldn't, really? I mean, well, but there, I bet that he's like, I, I want to be able to ask whatever I want. Yes. I bet Madonna is the kind of person oh, probably, that you would have to clear all the questions yeah, first. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. Um, but she probably would have days where she would say yes to something like that just on a whim, right? She's a little bit inconsistent and whatever, well, throw whatever against the now, wall and see actually if it Actually, now is when you should get her. No, I what, agree. What the, yeah. who the hell knows? I, who the hell knows what condition she's going to be in, what she's going to say, what she's going to do. Will she be funny? Will she? There was actually a Madonna story this week. Did you see that one? <sighs> Well, it was another one of the Madonna's fans are are very frightened by her face. They keep running that same story where it's like people are concerned. Everyone's just like <laughs> it's just comments oh, in the comments. <laughs> yeah. People are just like, all we want back is her eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> like, all we want is her eyebrows back. <laughs> and like, I mean, should we, fair. We should do a petition for that. And it's like, yeah, actually, her not having eyebrows is really it's really compounding it's the issue too much. It's adding to it. It's, it's too it's, much. It's, it's, Exactly. Well, but she can do whatever she wants with her eyebrows, but it's a lot to look at. It's a lot of look. It's a lot of head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, her face is sliding down her head. She, re- she released the weirdest uh, demo today. Apparently, it's a thing on TikTok. Wait, I have more Courtney Love clips if you want to hear them. Yeah, I want to hear them. But My we- rule last week, I got a flare. Yeah. And I made two new rules. Yeah. One is, yeah. I get $1 Rolls. in physical energy a day. Yeah. I am not giving you 20000 Yeah. for your madness. Yeah. Or 200 to present you an award. I'm yeah. going to give that money to me to enrich my life. And hopefully that of other people and be of service. That's my dollar. All right. That's rule one. Rule two, if you don't, if you wouldn't ask Nick Cave, don't ask me. Yeah. That's my other rule. Okay. Well, good. Those are two good rules, right? Yeah. God, she is. <laughs> She's 
precious, you know? Really? She just does her thing. And it's always, she's always brand new too. <laughs> <laughs> like Charles Manson? Yeah. Wait, who else did you say was always brand new? Uh, is it Farrah? It <laughs> seems like it. Yeah, it does. She's well. She is always brand new. She's always brand new. <laughs> it's a quality I like in a person. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I can tell you about the Brad Pitt thing. So she says she lost the part because Brad Gus Van Sant called and said, "I'm here with Brad, and we want to do a Kurt Cobain movie." So this must have been. I mean, because because Gus Van Sant did eventually do one. Yes, but kind of, you know, it's not, they don't, he doesn't really use the word Kurt, right? It's not, but it is so ridiculously obvious it's him, but he circumvented certain things. He'd have to do the, buy the rights for that exact reason, Mm -hmm. right? You know? Um, and so, but But I don't think Brad Pitt worked on that. Did he? No plan B and Brad Pitt didn't want to, Courtney, it was a little bit unclear at first, but it seemed like Brad Pitt never had any intention to play Kurt Cobain. But he wanted Plan B to produce to to produce the biopic, to which Courtney now says when, she's kicking herself. Oh, she, she says it multiple times. I'm kicking myself. I didn't do that. I'm kicking myself. Oh, that because that's not what she said online. It's so she released weird. A statement. I know the statement is so lengthy, but literally she says she expresses regret throughout telling of this story because she could have gotten so much money from that, and because it was like biopics weren't a thing then. It was forward thinking and blah blah blah. Um, you want to read this statement? Yeah, I'll read it. And it's like kind of a she's kind of being uncool about if whether if Brad Pitt really does have an alcohol problem or a drug problem. She's being. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Oh, that's what she implies in this. She says she's been out of recovery for five years, by the way. And she seems to be I think that she says explicitly that she's sober. Yeah, she says she's in recovery in this. Yes. All right. So she says, hi, regarding a story I told on Mark Marin's WTF podcast, a story I was never going to tell. Brad pushed me a bridge too far. I don't like the way he does business or wields his power. It's a simple fact, and it started during the production of Fight Club. I understand how much of a game of roulette casting is. I'm not here 22 years later bitching about losing a part playing someone's side piece in a movie. On the podcast, I recount the day Brad and Gus Van Sant called me from lunch and tried to blackmail me over my role for the rights to a film about Kurt. I lost my shit on them, and by 7 p.m., I was fired from Fight Club. Every word of this is factual. This was always a secret that I was fine keeping. It's a movie. Indeed, I passed on better roles than that. Who cares? The point is, Brad kept on stalking me about Kurt. With all the resentment in our history, one might ask why I took yet another pitch for Kurt's film from Brad after all these years. It's because I'm in recovery. And resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. I was over being mad about it. Plus, I heard Brad was dealing with the same demons. So, I mean, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, that is kind of fucked up. Because he hasn't, has he talked about that? No. Okay. I didn't think so. So we might both have changed our spiritual worldviews. Not to be. That's it. And then she, and then she goes on. But that, that's mm-hmm. how she. It just ends that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Not to be. It's not just the Zoom I had with Brad in 2020 where I said no to Plan B films. Uh, By the way, she's adding, like she's doing at, but these are screenshots of notes. Okay. So they're not interactive. There's not a link. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just the Zoom I had with Brad in 2020 where I said no to Plan B films and Brad producing it. It's that I said no on the Zoom and that was not enough. I was not heard. I was ignored. 
the way that she told it, I thought this happened uh, in 2000. I thought this was what led to Fight Club, her getting canceled from that role. And then he's calling again in 2020. I kind of missed that in the shuffle. Okay. She did talk about multiple conversations and maybe she said it, but... I mean, you hear how she's talking. It's like, yeah. like I was at the gym listening to it. And so she says things like you already know, like what she's talking half about of the story. Totally. Yeah. Yes. I had no plans to bring it up with Mark Maron, but it came up. I told the story because I felt Pitt would not stop pushing Kurt unless I said it in public. I don't want Brad to be pissed off at me and become his resentment. I want him to do better. I'm not into assault. Come on, brother Pitt. I wish you well. Truly. Courtney. <laughs> if he's mad at me, that's his problem. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sada voice. I enjoy, Sada voce. I enjoy him as a movie star immensely, not so much as a biopic producer. I hope this clarifies and thanks you and thanks for your time. I'm sure Helena Bonham Carter was utterly meant to be Marla's singer, and I do not bear her or Edward Norton or David Fincher or Art <laughs> Linson, all people whose work and genius I respect immensely. Any ill will. X- she does say nice things about Helena Bonham Carter for in that role. XXNMRK. What does that mean? And then she did hashtag gentleman question mark. Hashtag I'm not a real blonde. Exclamation point. Oh, I bet that's the name of her album. And she then, talked a lot about an album that she's been doing. That shall, she said is drill inspired. Shall we get started? And then double quotations. Okay. But there's no quotations on the other side. So this is like her lead up to her album. But like she, but it's all yeah. like written wrong. Right. And also like <laughs> she, this is like and Valerie Cherish trying to do socials posts. Like she wrote it in like a word document and then... It's not even a notes app. Screen, took screenshots yes. and then still used hashtags and ats. So she doesn't understand, I think, what those are used for. She's amazing. <laughs> um, I have two more if mm, you want to hear. Mm-hmm. That should be under the, the New yeah. York Times. It, for, you know, yeah, forget the, the Pierce family the having Teddy Roosevelt's yeah. thing and Shakespeare. Barely there, too late. Yeah. And just, I don't know about politics, but I think I might be right there. She's talking about the New York Times. That's what she says. That's what she says. <laughs> says about that that's how she characterizes the new york times barely there too late and just enough (laughs) it's actually fair (laughs) yeah maybe you want to go smoke and like i think we talked it through wait no we didn't do anything funny though like when you and bradley whitford like i need to kick his ass like you were fucking laughing about i can't go deep enough into my trauma i go deep into my money trauma you're okay we did good i don't think so i think we did good were we funny yeah well you i mean but you know the thing that's amazing to me i I don't give interviews a lot and like you you find yourself telling yourself narratives that like or just lies, and that's why I don't do them. Well, I don't feel like there's. I didn't feel that. I feel what happens. Is you just you find yourself telling narratives that are just lies. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think she's really sober? I don't know what's up with her. I mean, she could be, and her brain just could be. She yeah, she's just like she's just being she's Courtney just cuckoo. Yeah, she's just cuckoo bananas. Yeah. this is just her. Who she is? Yeah. But she is, she does like tap in sometimes and she says does. something she, like really like, She says know, smart cogent. things. Yeah. She says smart things all throughout and she like tells interesting stories and stuff. You know, she is super name droppy, but whatever. That's how yeah. she tells her stories. Well, Great. I like hearing those kinds of stories. Well, exactly. A lot of people are too afraid to do that on podcasts, whatever. And she really just tells it. I have a, I have a fun and name droppy 
uh, story about mm-hmm. Courtney Love. Okay. We're only dropping her name. Okay. Well, she does it enough, so mm. someone might as well do it to her. When I was working on bus, like, we were always trying to get her. Debbie was, like, obsessed with her. I love Courtney Love, and yeah. I always thought that she would be a huge get. I think there's something wrong with you if you don't love Courtney Love. Right? And then we did. and But it was at this, like, point where it was, like, you know, um, like, like, she's outside of a Wendy's. And like a homeless oh, person yeah. is like sucking on her tits. It was that era. Yes. It was like the era of like when she was like pulled from somebody's like Soho apartment. Some She was like borrowing someone, some other famous person's Soho apartment. And she had to like, she was like smoking a bunch of crack and she had to be taken out in a stretcher. This or- is post America Sweetheart because that was 2000, right? No, no, I'm no. sorry. That was 2004. Yeah, so this is 2004. So this is like okay. So this is around that album that every, no around, one liked that album. And, yeah, and yeah. so that that's why we got her. But it, she was in like full swing that era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, what drugs was she on? Was she using opiates or was she like doing a mix of stuff? I oh, she was smoking crack. She did admit that she she and she talked about that on the podcast as uh, yeah on Mark Marin. Okay, as yeah, well. she smoked. Cra- she was she smoking was like, crack. Yeah, you want to throw your life away? Start smoking crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, she you did should that. listen to it. This is oh, a, a full throated recommendation. Oh, I only I just saw her Instagram, so I was like, oh, she's on that. I'm yeah. absolutely gonna listen yeah, to that. Yeah, it was it was good. She anyway. So, um, when was the blackout in New York? Two thousand nine no no before that it was like kind of right after september 11th like 2003 2004 2003 okay so it was pre-2003 or maybe like right around that time it was like but it was (laughs) pre-blackout she called and she had debbie's number because debbie had left it or maybe Lori had given her the number anyway so she called and it was in the middle of the night so no one was there mm-hmm. and she left this like really long message on debbie's and then she just like kept leaving it until there was no room on mm-hmm. debbie's uh, voicemail so then she would do uh someone else's and she did all of ours and we had to piece together <laughs> which like where they came like in order <laughs> and then it sucked because we none of us like i don't like there it wasn't like digitized yeah. like it is now yeah yeah and so we um you would have had to take that step and yeah and like like ask the company to like i don't know send it to us or just like play it out loud and like oh, because manually it was record that, it it was in that voicemail yes yeah it was I, in all voicemail yeah you could have like hooked up a thing to the phone but whatever but we didn't do it yeah. and then the blackout happened and it oh, wiped out all of no. our yes yeah well you but know she's what? Still great. She's got no shortage of that. So yeah, that's lost forever. But then you can hear Courtney Love talk like 60, 70, 80, 100 more times. Just distinct conversations you can listen to. So there's a lot of her out there. I w- would like to play you this woman, Dorinda Medley's voice, because okay. uh, she's kind of a drunk. Okay. And I love you all for coming to be with us. Oh, yeah. Wow. Moment. That's her? Wow, she sounds just like her. I am part of this. I knew you felt like that. She's very face. You know, not a moment in time, not a moment happens. Every every once in a while, you know, you just know when it's right. And it's right. Thank you. She a fan favorite? Oh, yeah. And then she was like, they told her to sit out a year and... Because she was drinking too much? Yeah. And then she... 
then she was on Ultimate Girls Trip, and it's like all like it was all ex wives. When and was that? It aired over the summer. Okay, I remember. No, you being over the winter. I'm sorry, that. it aired you over were the. Excited about. Oh that. yeah, it was. It aired over the winter, uh, and they. I'm sorry, over the fall. And did it live up Hi, to its September, yeah. spring, summer? Did it live up to your expectations? Oh yeah, it was great. And they all went to her house. Yeah, at, in the Berkshires. Okay, so she hosted it, and they were all they were all making fun of her because they were like. Um, she kept saying, well, no, I'm just I'm just sitting one out. And they're like, yeah, OK, that's what they tell you. But then she ended up getting called back for the like New York legacy cast, whatever they're doing with that franchise. OK, well, but yeah, Courtney Love, Courtney Love. Oh, I have a highly recommended. <clears throat> OK, Vladimir, the novel. I uh, I actually took your advice and I tried to listen to a novel again on tape and i think that i can do it as long as it's in the first person because my ear is already kind of tuned to that yeah. also this writing is just so amazing so it's a book it came out last year and like I, this book had ran its cycle too like i missed it we never talked about it but it came out in february 20 or i'm sorry march 2022 and it was a big hit like just in terms of the discourse you know but i missed it whatever it's got this cheesecakey cover of a guy's torso which is you know kind of ironic and kind of not okay i get it yeah it's about a 58 year old professor writer in a upstate new york college who woman who becomes uh, obsessed with this adjunct on on like tenure track who comes to the college who's like 42 his name is vladimir and uh he wrote a novel and it's over the her like obsession, you know, and, and it's not a coincidence at all. She talks about Nabokov in it like she's very much kind of I mean, I think this statement is kind of like it's kind of like just as taboo for a 58 year old woman to talk about her sexual desire as the kind of like set up in Nabokov uh, in Lolita where mm -hmm. the guys, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. drawing a parallel between those taboos. I don't think on a judgment level, but I think on a, this is like as radical talking about this is as radical as talking about that in a way, you know? Yeah. The backdrop is that her husband's being canceled for sleeping with students, mm. uh, which he did before there was ever a policy in place not to. And it was very kind of, you know, a thing everybody knew they had an open relationship and it's just a great book about desire and, She's really obsessed with her appearance and she notes every single time somebody tells her that she's younger, that she looks younger than she is. Uh, oh, uh, I should point, do that. She's like, uh, she's like, you know, like, uh, well, how young do you think I look? Oh, is it um, like a diary? No, it's oh. just a first person story, um, a novel. And it's great. And it, the reason that I listened to it is because it's a, a lot of people's best of 22 lists. And I was like, okay. oh, yeah, I never listened to that. I never read that. And it was like. Like it's up there with the novels I've loved of the past wow. 10 years. Uh, what about, okay, did you see Avatar? No, Una went to see it today with her friend and she saw it yesterday. Saw it two days? She liked it two days in a row to see it? No, she didn't like it. So, But she saw it nonetheless? She sat through three yeah, hours she, of that movie uh, she had made Yeah, <laughs> she, had made an, she had made plans to see it with her friend mm -hmm, today. Mm -hmm. And then Dan had already bought tickets for them to see it yesterday. So then <laughs> she went and then they went 
I dropped them off to, to for them to see it. And Where'd then, they see it at Williamsburg? Yeah. And then Una texted me like a couple hours later and she's like, hey, um, can you pick us up? We're bored. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> I was like, what? Why? And I like got scared at first. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I must have forgot to go get them. What time is it? And I was like, oh, wait, the movie should still be going. Yeah. And she's like, we're just we're bored. And Piper doesn't really like Avatar. <laughs> I mean, that was the first that was the first mistake a child named piper is gonna raise hell <laughs> you know i you know i know that james cameron has his process but i don't understand what difference it would have made if he made that movie totally from cgi versus just doing the motion tracking thing you know yeah. it's this huge production kate winslet why did I say it like that? Kate Winslet. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Winslet almost. Ooh. She wondered if she died because she held her breath for seven minutes while she was filming it. And it's like this computer thing. You could have animated that. You didn't have to make her do that in this movie. Yeah. And and it does not look. The, the technology, I know that the underwater tracking is a big deal. But the aesthetic experience is it looks exactly the same. It's the same exact world that was impressive to the eye in 2009. And in the intervening years, there's just been better looking stuff. Brian put on Strange World, the movie that flopped over Thanksgiving weekend by Disney. I was like, this is prettier than Avatar. It's just pretty. It's just nice to look at. A family, an adventurer family. And um, it's very kind of diversity in terms of the character span. There's like a queer character and there's an interracial relationship. So it's very kind of that Disney. There's a queer character? I thought that I believe they, so. Yeah, I think I Jabuki's character like, is gay. I thought that they were. No, Disney's pro. Disney stood by the gay community. They did, but I thought that there was something about the Florida law. It seemed like they were conceding at one point, but they, I believe, they just ended up being like, "No, we're like going whole hog, and we don't give a shit what people say." Okay. Jabuki is the is Disney's first biracial gay teen. With a small scene of him getting, it's the advocate story, with the small scene of him getting, I'm assuming it's not a blowjob. Tongue tied near well, his crush, <laughs> Diaso. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there are those who think that that led Disney to deliberately bury the film. So that's just a bunch of people's opinions on Twitter that the advocate made a story out of. Maybe people do weird shit like, you know, Warner canceled batman sorry batgirl they just you know they made that movie for 90 million dollars and they just yeah then they canceled it why not release it it costs more money to release it it, they thought it was going to flop and it's i guess it's worth more as a tax write-off not to release it than it is to do it and and it wasn't and it would have required more cg work like way more from what i understand but it's crazy you can't write you can't write it off as a flop if you if it actually flops? I don't really know what the rules are, but that seemed to be what was implied by the reporting and why they did that. But I didn't investigate like what the actual, like why that business scheme makes the most sense in some kind of logic. I don't think that it's just willy-nilly crazy. But, you know, who knows? I don't think that Disney would deliberately bury something. I think that they would want to make money no matter what. Yeah. I would assume that that's what companies do. They would, you know, try your best. I don't know. I also don't know that there's any kind of evidence that it was buried and that this isn't just a conspiracy theory because it seems like a conspiracy theory to me without any evidence and just they must have done that and I'm seeing evidence in this brief 
advocate story with four or five embedded tweets. So try again, advocate. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, that's a conspiracy theory. Me? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a conspiracy theory. Uh, From what I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were saying I was doing a conspiracy theory. No, I'm agreeing with you. It, yeah, Disney is sticking with gay people, but it's crazy how they're trying to like, they're trying to overturn like some decision. The, not Disney, like the lawmakers. The people down there. I mean, the lawmakers are like, they yeah, want. Yeah, about anti-discrimination or something. They don't want people to say gay at Disney. Right. Like how, like they're always like, hey, free speech. Blah, blah, blah. Too much government. To not like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're making all the rules exactly it's it but that the hypocrisy is the point is yeah. the thing it's it is they are that is exactly what they are doing yes everybody's on board with the fact that they're doing that it's so i mean it's such a craven plea for power power grab thing and then that people are able to just do that while we're defenseless is so crazy to watch it, the thing is that they're whipping up that like evangelical sensibility because like he wants to run for president. So he wants these crazy stories to get out because. Yeah, it's publicity. Yeah. yeah the that because they can't they don't have abortion anymore. So they have to jump on another thing. Totally. And it's and it's completely like also like, you know, they'll they're really targeting trans people more than anything, but they'll say LGBT and they have some that they talk in this like recruiter language that is just like straight up like Anita Bryant shit that mm-hmm. I really thought that we, you know, the whole like groomer yeah, insult is just like so outside of like, like, what are you talking about? Like, like you're like the fucking priests and, and, and powerful men. Yes. How many of them who presented as straight turned out to be rabid child molesters? Yeah. You know? So it's just it, none of it makes sense. They're not they're not actually interested in solving this problem. They're just interested in having this problem, yeah, I think. Yeah, because they which is again what they can what they they accuse the left of 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 like, you know, false flags and and just, you know, being crybabies for nothing for performance, right? It's but it's the same shit, they do but the it's the same stuff. They do the same stuff and they somehow siphon a lot more power off that than the left does because the left is still too principled to do just that. Like it's just below, obviously. I don't know. I think that they both are at bat. I think they both are at fault, but the Republicans 100%. are definitely worse. Uh, they're absolutely at fault, and the left gets close to that sometimes, or at least you know Democrats, let's say, yeah, come close to that. But it's it's not to this degree, to this like just boldly provocative like no like we really are hateful like yeah. and we won't have you tell us that we we are I <laughs> actually think- that's that's the worst thing about it it's been like that forever this like this homophobe this bigot who's ashamed of being a bigot who says oh being called a bigot is a bad thing it's like you're doing bigotry <laughs> <laughs> you know what do you want uh, clownery <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the bigot comes back to bite oh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a good song. I think so too. It comes back to bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, shit. What were you just talking about? I was go- I was kind of talking about oh. Marjorie Taylor Greene oh. without saying her name. Ah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> redacted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think um, I think that's partly why I'm going through a Holocaust phase mm-hmm. because I've been like going through like step by step of like 
trying to understand how it can go from like a small idea to becoming an, an entire problem that like leads to genocide. Yeah. Well, you know, the protocols of Zion, right? You know, that whole, that it's a conspiracy, but hating hatred of Jews is a conspiracy theory. It's yes. based on this, that Henry, this book that Henry Ford loved. And in fact, Hitler yes. was like, Henry oh, Ford I love was that you like, love that book. Yes. The protocols of Zion, I think it's called. Also, uh, Charles Lindbergh. But I was, I just wanted the to like protocols pick apart. of the elders of, of, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it like everything that they said, like, you know, as, as the country was changing. Elders of Zion, sorry. <laughs> as the, <laughs> I'm glad I know now. <laughs> well, I just wanted for people playing along. <laughs> okay. Say the right name. Uh, <laughs> What was I saying? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did that. You're talking about where does it go back oh, fascism. to? fascism. Yeah, because all of the stuff that they were like saying in the very beginning, because I wanted to understand how like the propaganda worked yeah. and how they got from like this to like such a horrible, crazy place. And there were so many shades of it happening where there are th that's what's happening like now. Yeah. They were just like, we're patriots. We're nationalists. Like we're... Uh, we're patriots of our country and blah, blah, blah. And like our country, we're owed some things. We were, they were treated shitty after World War One uh -huh. because they did act shitty, but maybe it was like a little bit overkill. And then they came back even like angrier. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, broadly speaking, good one out. You know, that's, the, I think that's the most ridiculous thing to restart but this, it, to reignite this. But it, but it, um, I guess didn't win in the end. Yeah, it's like it's like whack it's suppressed whack -a -mole. it. Yeah. yeah, it suppressed it for a while. I don't. I mean, I don't know what happened. Like, how's what's the longest that we've stretch gone we've gone more? without a genocide? I don't know. It's like the Depends like how you accidents, like in a yeah. warehouse. You're talking about globally, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. All over. Well, I don't know that there's ever not been genocide, actually. Yeah. Like maybe like, yeah, I don't, I don't think any, I think it's been zero days the whole time <laughs> <laughs> like since humans actually there's, there's a book that argues that humans aren't innately violent and that this is actually a recent, a recent convention and that like history shows a lot of like a, a community in, in yeah. early, in early, I don't want to say man person, uh, history, what is it called? Homo sapiens. Uh, the Dawn of Everything, A New History of Humanity by David Graeber and David Wedgrow. Honestly, that book was a little over my head or just boring. Uh, <laughs> so I couldn't really stick with it. Uh, but it was that idea I liked. What you know, was the idea? The idea that, you know, the, the way that humans are often presented is an inherently violent. Oh, right. Species that we have to overcome our innate violence, our innate, you know, urge to destroy. Like savage. Yeah. And that actually like there's a lot of historical documentation suggesting that wasn't the case at all or maybe not even documentation. So uh, I think some documentation, but also kind of like a theoretical kind of model of like how this would have happened, basically. Mm -hmm. So, again, a lot. But read Vladimir. OK. Oh, wait, I wrote that down this note. How do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm look I'm going to show you a picture of a person and I want you to say their name. Okay. This 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 lady. How do you Chloe say Chloe Sevigny? Hey, I thought it was Chloe Sevigny. Maybe it is. I don't know. I always said Sevigny. Uh, all right. And then other people say Sevigny. Okay. 
We all have our feelings about Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Uh, me too. To I, I loved when she was in uh, the Bones and All. Right? Yeah. So did you saw it? Yes, I loved you it. Oh, good. I I'm loved glad you loved it. it. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's great. Vince wasn't into it. And I was yeah. like, you're crazy. He, like if something it's is like divisive. doesn't grab his attention yeah. and it's not like action or whatever, he just looks at his phone. I don't, that first scene to me was I was in. I couldn't believe what I was yeah. watching. Yeah. Because there are a lot of movies and Jordan Peele directed two of them where the pre-sequence horror scene fizzles out and it's like, okay, you got to like grab me by the throat and throttle me, <laughs> shake me, draw blood. You got to grab me by the balls by going through my throat. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And that, that scene really delivers. And to me, it's just on from there. I mean, he calls it a love story. I get that, but it is a horror movie to me. It's horrifying uh, i thought it was like a very sad love story it is a very sad love story but it's also i think the heart the horror is hardcore i think it's the most disturbing movie i saw this year the, the oh, guy oh i saw babylon yeah Can you by myself it? on christmas wow <laughs> could you believe what you were seeing uh not really i mean the thing is i i was seeing it at nighthawk so i was getting served drinks and okay. food and Did you have fun? I had I saw it by myself and had fun. I had fun. I was laughing out loud, but yeah, I like also it. I had to close my eyes at one point. I like yelled when should I just say it? Yeah, spoilers. When they no one the saw it. It's a huge the rat. Flop. Yeah, when the guy ate the rat, and yeah. then I was I was like Ugh, I couldn't look. But How it, about the elef the open elephant yeah, asshole the in the beginning? Yeah, it's just an open elephant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> But there's so much of that too. It, there's there like is the vomiting, the 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 flash scene of of the woman sticking the dildo in the guy. It's like eh. I, I like, love the puking scene. It was it, like it bordered on Stand by Me, like fake puke. Yeah. Did you did you think of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls with the party scenes where it's just yes. like these quick cuts and yes. people and are saying like crazy yeah, and everyone keeps saying wild. crazy things? Yeah. And it's just like a <laughs> rapid succession of that where it's like this doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think it's a shitty movie, but I was entertained. I, I was I was never bored. Yes, I always wanted to see what was going to happen next. And the, and it's like, you know what it is? If he had rearranged the, because they're all like kind of like mini stories within this big movie. It follows. I mean, he says in the press notes that it has six protagonists. I would argue that the Asian actor, the woman, and the black jazz musician, the guy are really not protagonists. They're so peripheral. Yeah. He keeps the peripheral identities on the periphery. It's ridiculous that he even tries if he's going to do that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, those characters are not fleshed out. And it's Margot Robbie throwing up all over the place. Margot Robbie all over the place. Basically doing kind of low-key Nomi Malone. Yes. Explosive yeah, she's like, like that. she's like running everywhere. Yeah, I'm a star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wasn't bored. <laughs> no. Uh, it was there. I was sitting next to these two foreign women and, you know, I was at Nighthawk. So I was having to share a table with one of them. I, it was like a row of like foreign people. Mm -hmm. And it was like this woman who was like our age and then her mom. So she, and she, so she was like way older. Yeah. And um, they were stunned. <laughs> well, you know, the big budgetness and the bigness of it combined with the crassness, I've never seen anybody but Verhoeven do it on that level. So yeah. it kind of is his Verhoeven movie, I feel like. Okay. In terms of like just the texture What is that it. person? What, who directed Paul Verhoeven? it? No. Oh, Damien Chazelle. So okay. he did La La Land, First Man, oh, Whiplash, Hate La La Land, 
hate first man What's first man uh ryan gosling goes to the moon oh i didn't see that one uh like i liked whiplash a lot i liked whiplash that a lot. movie that movie had me by the balls through my throat <laughs> <laughs> so who's your top top of the week who's your current i'm my- sorry your current top <laughs> uh oh okay um let me see can you just what happened this week like on the show <laughs> oh my top of this week yes your top your current my, top i'm sorry my current top my current top listen might sound trite greta thunberg okay yes yeah, she did it she did it she did it she did it my bottom is what's his name andrew tateman andrew tate andrew tate yeah i don't even know who this person is i, know. I only just learned about him i was Me like too. is he british i can't tell what he that is. accent is he is british okay yes. Because uh, sometimes I'll think people are British and then they're not, and I'm like, what? It's he's also clearly is Jesse J a, British. Yes. Oh, she is British. He's clearly like a performance artist and not a very good one to like, obviously. So like, there's that whole aspect to it where yeah, he has an accent, but he's doing weird things with his voice. Um, yeah. So he ratted himself out. He did. He, he just because he almost, it's almost too good though. Unprovoked, you know? he unprovoked. He like went after her. Yeah, like she had nothing to do with him, and then she like made this small dick joke, which really got to him. Yeah. That he made a video response. There's a pizza box in it, and yeah. the pizza box was identifiable that he was in Romania and like where he was. That, but that's and, almost a little too perfect narratively. Like a part of me feels skeptical about it. I know that there's footage of him being let out, apparently broadcast by a news organization, and yeah. And, and also, like, you know, everybody reported it as the truth. You know, the Post reported it. Yeah. Did the Times report it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I, I, I'm clear, curious to see where this is going to go. I mean, he's wanted for it's disgusting. really crazy things. Oh, I, oh, I went down this, like, I went down this sort of, like, K-hole. I yeah. should actually should have presented this stuff. Huh. should have done an Andrew Tate. I didn't even think of it. Well, there's always next week. Because... That's true, but yeah. we won't. I won't. We won't do one. There's always next, next time we re- record. Okay, unless that's true. We don't. Oh God, I don't say that. Okay, can I do my top and bottom? Yes, please. My current top is Courtney Love. Okay. I love her. Yeah. And my current bottom is Piper. <laughs> my current bottom is Una's friend. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks. I thought that was fun and good and, you know, kind of like back to our roots. Back in the groove. Yeah. Back on our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash pot psychology. There's so much there. You just subscribe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, pipe dream is not fun. Ooh, I just got this new product mm-hmm. that I'm selling. The cigarette roller. Yeah, it's a, okay. it's like a cone. It's yes. a, a cone looks, filler. Right. And it, you do it. Joint roller. S- wow. Joint roller. Joint rolling machine. Remember when machine. you call that one thing a joint rolling machine, but it was yeah. just like a piece of plastic that you rub together? Sure. This is a machine. Right. And you like turn it on, you press a button. Oh, it's battery operated or plugged in you or plug recharge it. In. it. Yeah, you, you plug it, it in. Plug it in. And you press a button and it just fills it up so quickly because like it takes me forever yeah. to fill those cones like oh, i'm so just like not cones yeah that's what's wow. made for oh, you okay. just put the cone right on it okay we sell cones at pipe dreams fun there you Real go cute ones cute cones mm-hmm. all right thank for you so much yeah yeah oh we didn't talk about resolutions okay i guess we will on the bonus <laughs> oh oh my god <laughs> you gotta listen to hear our resolutions <laughs> good idea <laughs>
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>